Emergency. Flash flood warning this area till 10 a.m. CDT. Avoid flood areas. Check local media. NWS. This is At The Nexus, episode 129, blowing apples out of your ears on Monday, June 2nd, 2014. And now, we already survived one flash flood this week. This episode of At The Nexus is hosted by Ryan Rampersad and co-host Matthew Petchel. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How about you? Uh, doing fine. Mm, that doesn't sound too good. <sighs> yeah. Monday, isn't it? Monday. Mm, Monday. Mondays. Uh, how many times did you uh, go around the block? A couple hundred, actually. A couple hundred? Yeah, that's you know what, what I... I... Oh, well, I feel like I uh, saw your little dot on the map go around the block. I don't know why. Because the route is very, 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 very weird. So, park and loops, you start on the odd side, you end on the even side, and you go home. This, you do all the odds of five streets, and you do all the evens of five streets, and then you go do the cross-sections of those five streets at the odds, and then you come back and up and down in this weird, roundy, infinitely rounding and turning and lefts and rights. By the way, I was on a business route this day, and I hate it. Business routes are bad, huh? Doing residential is nice. I mean, you get to feed dogs, you get to say hi to people. And it feels linear. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not this nonsensical loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I heard your scanner broke. Your scanner broke? Oh. Yeah. And, and, and you uh, were plagued with uh, technical difficulties. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Scanner. Scanner started saying uh, memory full, critical log full. I think I saw an iPhone do that today. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it just... I don't know how it gets full. It says, then go cradle the device to transmit data, but I have the cell phone to transmit the data. So, hmm. who knows? Long day. But, it was a good day. Because at the end of the day, I got a $400 check to buy a uniform. Good. Yeah, they finally, finally gave it my uniform allowance. Well, then I'm glad they're catching up. <laughs> so now I can dress all cool like all the other carriers do. Ah, uh, you're, you're happy about that, huh? Well, I, I, I want to look professional. Good. That's what I am. Mm-hmm. Very professional person yes. at all times. Yes. About you know, everything. Just, uh, you make sure you get something that can hold uh, a large number of dog bones. Well, see, that's why I love these cargo pants pockets. Because I can, I can get like a, what do you call that? Exactly one fistful? Or one, two, three, four, five, six. Six and a half ones. Well, you're, I give your dog halves because it can't eat it, right. It can't, it can't deal with a whole one. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that that's good. I'm I'm glad you uh, got your uniform money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very good. What what did you do this week? Well, well, this week was a long week. Did you know there was like um some holiday last week? Yeah, yeah, some kind of holiday. Threw off our recycling a day. Yeah, it also threw off my like perception of time, uh, because suddenly it's June. Yes. Yeah, and this is a travesty. Why? Well, because I felt like I should have been doing a lot more. A lot more. Well, what I've been doing this week is I um, have been coding uh, this uh, Nexus website. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do this elimination thing where I get rid of PowerPress completely. It's the worst thing ever. Oh. And uh, I feel like I should have been further along by June. Well, hopefully by July it'll be done. Uh, by July, I think it'll be done and a lot more. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, it turns out that when you know how to find the answers, it's a lot easier. Hmm. Do you know what the answers are? No. They are in the source code. Of WordPress directly because they don't no have docs? they don't have documentation no they just have source code. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh pretty bad. Yeah, you know that's okay. So uh, today actually was a uh, fun day. Do you know why? Um, let me guess. You got your mail. I did get the mail. There was a large um letter in it addressed to uh, not me. 
Oh, so irrelevant. Yeah, pretty much. But I had you go in there for a second. What so good? Uh, well, today was a special day in the world. This was the Worldwide Developer Conference Day. Oh, that was today? That was today. Where it's special. It's coming later today. Later today? Yeah. Isn't it clever that we put ATN on the same day? It's almost as if we meant this to happen. Well, now we can like just say the, the best thing. Well, right. So we predict... Uh-huh. We predict that in your home, you can now use your phone to lock your door. No, like that's ever going to happen. No, it has. Um, well, I mean, you know, they made the ability home to do kits. it. No, 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 no. So uh, WWDC, that, that's a cool thing today. Um, you know, we're going to have a special later with our good friend and, uh, you know, Apple enthusiast Brian Mitchell. And we'll, I, he and I will talk at length about these things. But there's there's two that really stand out to me. What, what stood out to you? Um, you know, I, I saw it summarized in 10 minutes flat. You are the lucky one. Yeah. And I felt like I got a good grasp that, um, they really, the people who work at Apple like their icons a little too much. Like, oh, everyone in the audience, gaze upon the projector and look at these sexy new icons. And I just look at them and the Safari compass is the same and nothing's changed. But it's changed for all the Mac users because they don't have that new Safari icon. They do now, but, but well, they will in the fall. <sighs> Only iOS users are graced with that horrible icon. But it's not a it's a non deal thing. I mean, when you take get rid of your start menu, that's a UI change. <laughs> that's a UI Updating change. Updating your icons. Not icons. So much. I disagree. No. Uh, icons set the tone of an operating system. Start fu- menus are function. No, no, no. Start menus set the Operating of an operating system, icons set the tone, and and so um, OS X doesn't really change its functionality. It's still just an operating system where you use Xcode, like that's all it's for apparently, and the icons make a difference. Hmm. I don't know if I believe that. I uh, I haven't really seen too much of the icon art because the emphasis most certainly was not on OS X. Well, this it's... is the biggest WWDC since the launch of the App Store, and the okay. best thing the best thing I took away from it. Was it has new icons? Okay, what does that mean? So, so do you know? Does it mean when, I hate Apple? Yes, it does. Also, you're terrible. I am a terrible uh, do, human do you know when the App Store launched? Uh, 2010, nine. I think it must have been nine because it was one or two generations after the initial launch. Because mm-hmm. uh, first iPhone didn't have apps, and second iPhone was the 3G. Could you imagine that? Everybody was just happy to be able to type on a screen without having a keyboard to tap on. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yes. So I watched the two-hour keynote earlier today, and uh, so what I'm going to pick out here of my long list of things to talk about with Ryan is continuity through handoff. Yeah, you know... Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? I, when I'm looking at Google Maps on my you know, desktop, I can send a map to my phone, and with Chrome, with YouTube videos, vice versa, and everything else, so... It's a feature that other people have had, but Apple's playing catch-up now. No, but I don't really think and that's made a little true, better. actually. And better. Uh, but I also still don't think that's true. Nobody really does. Wow, that, that that's falling. Wow. Uh, don't worry about it. It's okay. The room will stay integral. Um, yeah. So, hmm. the, the like, you can't actually send a map. or So, you can send a map. You can send a link from your desktop to your phone. That's fine. But this is different. This is it synchronizing in the background for you automatically. So, for example, their example is, let's say you're composing an email, you know, you have your compose screen up on your phone, then you suddenly go over to your Gmail on your computer, it would be there ready for you to start composing on your computer. 
another way to think about it is imagine you had your, um, I don't know, like a, what, what do they call it, uh, keynote? You had your little keynote thing on your iPad, you know, your key, keynote editor open, and then you go to your Mac, it would also be presented to you on the Mac. Or if you started editing your numbers sheet on your Mac, you could bring it over to your uh, iPad just magically. It would be no sending, it would just be there. And so all of that's synchronized through iCloud, and it's all just wonderful. Now, why I think that's great is because you don't have to send anything. It just is. But, but you said that it goes through iCloud. Yeah, well, which is a so travesty say on its own. You just had, you just, you didn't have, your internet went down. But can you, and you've, but you still have your Wi Fi hub still working. I suppose it won't work then, but that's okay. Because when does your internet ever go down? Tropical storm? But then you're probably trying to survive on the apples that you are trying to now sell. Hey, I already have survived one flash flood. I mean, it's terrible living in this city. So, uh, you, you've heard of Project Hera, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you know, it's the Google thing that's it promising is. to do something very similar to this. You will have your Gmail on your phone, but also sync back directly to your Gmail on your desktop, or whatever apps that Google wants to include it in. And so I feel like this is great, and I'm really in- intrigued that Apple thought ahead enough to do this so clearly and so cleanly. A week before. A week, I... well, three weeks before, but right, exactly. Uh, so they were first, then they were first, and it looks like it's a pretty good and well thought out system. Now, what I'll be interested to see is how third party apps, for example, can figure it out. So, uh, for me, I use Evernote on the laptop here on the MacBook Air. Now, mm-hmm. I don't have an iOS device, so this is kind of a moot point then. But if I did have an iOS device, and I most certainly will not, so don't worry. Um, well, how would how would Evernote take advantage of this kind of a feature? Because Evernote, in a, in a way, already does this through their own service. It already syncs on their own backend. Yes. So Evernote but now would, they can add notifications too. Right. Well, okay, fine. But but would Evernote ever really get anything out of this? I don't really think so. Well, if you had a better device, you just you'd use the best device you had to do the notes. Well, but imagine you were just uh, starting. Like, imagine you needed to take a picture of something with your and your laptop was there, but you needed to take a picture. One of the things Evernote's great for is taking pictures in embedding directly into the note. Um, so I've taken pictures of graphs on campus and then you know just saved it in the same note. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with Graph a laptop. Samples. Yes, also pictures of rocks for that one class. It, okay. Yeah, it it turned out that it was a pretty good idea. Nobody else had thought about it. Everybody has phones, but nobody ever knew how to use them. Hmm. Um, but so then, then you needed to type up some notes about that rock. Well, you take it with your phone, and then it gets synced over magically to your to your computer, and then you can just continue taking notes. But Evernote already does that all on the back end. So I don't really think that for a lo- some apps this would be that useful. But for nice things that are simple enough, it could be pretty great. Like, what do you mean by simple enough? Things that don't already have a synchronized backend. Okay. So... Most of things. Well, so non-web services. So nothing from Google, nothing from Microsoft, um, nothing from Evernote, nothing from Adobe. Hmm. Who else makes apps? Like, I don't really think you can do a Twitter app that would make any use of this. I don't know what apps take, like, that need it, but it's a good idea in general. Mm-hmm. What? The next thing is inter-app communication. You've heard of that, right? Oh, absolutely. Because I know you share things to Google+, Plus literally every day. It forces me to. I have no choice. I think you do, and you don't. I do have a choice, but I can't choose it. But you don't actually send anything. What do you mean? 
What do you everything send to is Google? backed up? What do you send to Google Plus every day? Every day, every time I take a picture, it's sent to there. Doesn't count. I don't publish it. Doesn't count. It's automatically backed up. Doesn't count. Why? Because it doesn't. Because I don't make it public to yes. you. Yes, yes, me. It's not like that matters. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, interrupt communication on iOS is now available. It's pretty uh, undefined, though, because I didn't watch the developer talks yet. But basically, they're saying is everything will still be in the sandbox for each app, which is, uh, you know, one, what what you should do. But what you can do as a developer is enable what they call an extension, which is a terrible name. And the extension will be registered with the, you know, operating system, so iOS in general. And then other apps will be able to query for extensions that are available that do a task that that app wants to do. So, for example, if you opened a sharing pane, so, you know, the list of things you can share to, the sharing pane will ask the operating system what extensions are available here for sharing. And so then it'll pop up a list, you know, of Twitter, Pinterest, Google, or whatever, and those icons will be shown, and then you can just share whatever to those things. That's nice. Uh, the other demo they did was um, one of a bit stranger quality. They were in their photo app, you know, just whatever photo app was on iOS, and they opened the Vesso Cam app through this extension. So they shared the picture to the extension, and then when they were done, it went back to the original app. So it was a, an interesting way to... Uh, you know, do the sharing and, and systems. Another thing they did that was pretty cool was um, Safari. You've heard of Safari. Yes. Imagine yeah. you were browsing a web page and you wanted to translate it to, you know, a different language. How would you do that? <sighs> and you were on iOS, I might add. You know, you'd have to, you know, send an email and open it up on Chrome. Well, I was thinking what you probably would do is you would have to copy the URL bring it over to Google Translate or Bing Translate or whatever translation service, type, you know, paste in the URL and then hit go so that you could use their service to translate. Well, what if you had an extension that could do that? What if you already had Bing Translate installed on your iOS device? Well, it can register an extension to provide that functionality for op- or for uh, Safari in line. So you just go up to your share panel and instead of using the shares, use, you know, the second section and it will have, like, for example, Bing Translate or Google Translate down below. That's pretty cool, then. And it'll just translate on page. Yeah, it's taken a long time to do this. Uh, Yes, and it seems like they're taking it out of, you know, they're taking the best of both worlds from, you know, uh, Windows phone contracts and Android intents. They've had two people to copy. What what could be better? You know, making something that wasn't worth copying. Feels like a lot of people do that, and, uh, Yeah. yeah. So that that was uh that's our top news for today. Uh, we'll be doing the uh, Brian Mitchell show later, so uh, enjoy that. Yes, yes, and uh, it's always good to hear from him. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been on so, since last year. I don't think so. Uh, no, he has no. He not. was a uh, September. Yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that was yeah. the iPhone event, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because I was uh archering mm-hmm. last September. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be good to have him back. Definitely. That he's going to sound really different. Uh, he also has a new mic, which is going to be fun to hear. He has a new uh, USB interface and a new mic that's a condenser. So we'll see oh, how that one goes. of those Blue Yeti ones? Or what? No, no, no. He has a USB interface from, like, maybe, uh, you know, Behringer or something. He showed a picture on Twitter the other day. It's pretty cool. You so know, it's it, small. It's like two interface. Uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah. not, it's not like a mixer. It's just an interface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we almost bought one. And then they told day. us how much it was, and then it's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, we'll yeah. buy the $5 cable. Right. So, uh, why don't we go along with the rest of the news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
my favorite company in the world. But before you tell me, oh, where yeah. can we find the rest of the news? You know, honestly, we probably lost everyone after this talk of Apple stuff. So does it even matter that we talk about how they could find all the show notes at thenexus.tv slash ATN129? But if you didn't know where to find the show notes, you couldn't have found the Apple stuff. And yes. Just saying. Fine. Mm-hmm. So tell me about your favorite company. Well, then you know how Nintendo makes all those great games. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, they do. yeah, they do. I love, I love that one game. Yes, and everyone who still loves Nintendo just loves them because they've always loved Nintendo. That's and so pretty they have much a dedicated the only fan way. base. Yes, and so all these people who are dedicated fans have YouTube channels and they post their game, their their playthroughs. Right, and then all of a sudden, their beloved icon Nintendo starts harassing saying, them and hey, threatening them. By the way. Where you are now forced to have ads on your playthrough, and we get the entire revenue. Right. Well, now they finally made an agreement where they'll only take half or some percentage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll be shared. Yes. Yeah. So now people who post gameplay of their Nintendo games and have to have ads because you have to have ads, you will now get a percentage of your works. It's so bad. So, Nintendo's official statement, well, this is a Nintendo of America, so at least it's in English. For those who wish to use Nintendo's copyrighted material more proactively, we are preparing an affiliate program in which a portion of the advertising profit is given to the creator. Enjoy! No. It's just, it's just so bad. Like, I feel... So there, there is something to say for what intellectual property is. Like, that's fine. But a person who's making Let's Play is effectively advertising your game. And they love your game if they're going to be playing it. Right. And, but, so, one of the worries, though, so, for example, let's say I was recording Transistor, <laughs> um, and I posted all of the game up to YouTube. Well, let's say I did that. What if somebody didn't buy Transistor because I bought it and then posted the whole Let's Play? What if they were dissatisfied with watching me play and listening to the story and then just were good? You know, that's what I had, had to do to a few Final Fantasies. Honestly, that's way Because I won't buy a game console just to play a one Final Fantasy game. That, so I, See, a Pokemon playthrough would be terrible. Because there's no storyline? Because it's the same storyline. Yes. Right. But a Final Fantasy one, oh, I, mean, we have, I love we the cutscenes. We, we, we have breaking news. We have to interrupt this important show for the Andrew Bailey who just joined our docs. Oh, wow. A day late... Yeah. Or are we? Anyway, so what what do you think um the the future is for Nintendo doing this? Do you think uh eventually people will get just fed up with it and just not do it or do you think they'll just continue and be happy with their Everyone's full share? Be happy with their full share. What do you think if like uh Sony did that? Same thing. Same thing? Yeah, I kind of I honestly think this is this is a giant diss and I would be outraged, but this isn't going to stop the people who are doing it. No. Yeah, well, we'll see. But Keep on going, Nintendo. No, don't Make your fans to, angry. Yeah, okay. That's not hard. Because you're not earning more. Mm-mm. So, uh, it, is, it is official. Amazon is an evil company, and they are not cooperating with Hatchet Books, uh, and they are not processing books as they normally would have in the normal world. So, for example, if you ordered a Hatchet Book, which I don't know what is, you won't be getting it anytime soon. No orders are being fulfilled, no processing is taking place, and Amazon's official statement is that they could not come to mutually agreeable terms. In other words, Hatchet did not agree to Amazon's terms. Which I think is fine. I think that is uh, fine-ish, but also dangerous. No, it's, it's, it's totally fine. I don't know. Like, Amazon makes up a huge portion of the books sold in general. 
And if Amazon is locking Hatchet out because their books aren't cheap enough, or Amazon can't set the price to whatever they want, isn't that kind of an abuse of power? It's not price fixing. But Only it is. Only one company's doing it. No, no, that's the opposite of price fixing. That's monopoly. Now, price fixing is collusion. The opposite of collusion is a monopoly. Hmm. Yeah, so you don't hmm. want either. Well, both have happened. Yeah, it's funny how both have happened, and yet uh, nobody seems to blame Amazon for this. I it's, like Amazon. It's kind of a shame. Yeah, everything is. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... If you really want those Hatchet books, just go to the uh, new new iBooks app that was just updated. I was thinking, you know, go to your local library. A what? A is that an app? Library. No, it's a, it's a place. Oh, it's a place. Okay. Yeah. Do they have books? Uh, yes, they have Weird. lots. I've never heard of that. And here they get mail delivered to them. I, I understand. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, being an Amazon Prime holder, you always want to find the latest way to get the most out of your money. Yeah, especially with that new $99 price fee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so now, you can. it's rumored that you could start listening to all music free that's older than six months. Which I feel is like a lot of music and could be worth it. Well, yeah. I Especially mean, if it's free. A lot of people want to buy the album the day of. Like, when a movie comes out, mm-hmm. they make the bit most money right away. Right, of um, course. And then, so, I'm sure licensings go down. Mm-hmm. Pretty for, fast. Yeah, yeah, ridiculously fast. Mm-hmm. I also think that uh, it depends on how they run the service. So, for example, if they run it Pandora style... Like, you could tune to a station, so it's like a collection of music. Oh, yeah. And then it's just all free. the Katy Perry thing with the iPad? Yes, yes, right. Exactly. But if it's like, okay, so you can listen to any song individually that's over six months old, that that would mean, effectively, I could listen to, you know, the same song in, uh, what's that album with the Daft Punk people that came out last year? Get Lucky? Uh, Random Access Memories. I could listen to the entire album and then one song individually, like Get Lucky, just over and over again, and that would be free because it's way over six months old. I mean, it's better than just going to YouTube and hitting refresh, refresh, repl- or replay, replay. I don't even do that. Just keep it, man. Keep it once. <laughs> yeah. See, they need to have, keep it needs an uh, iPhone app. Uh, the, the Java in the keep it would probably prevent that pretty hard. You know. Yeah. I would really like that though. I, I understand. I, I think that the the free music deal is uh, an interesting idea, but I don't. I just again, it's not something I'm asking Amazon for. What I'm asking Amazon is to be consistent about their two day free shipping. Hmm. Just saying, hmm. that's what my money goes towards. Not all this extra garbage. Yeah. So do you know what I got hit as a Prime member? So do you know uh, how? No. I used any order over thirty dollars that were like add on items. Yes. Ship free. Right. Mm-hmm. But being a Prime member. It, you could just buy one add-on item, and it would ship free. Right. Well, that's gone now. Really? Yes. So what do you have to do now? You spend $25, oh, even okay. if you are a Prime member. That's fine. Well, so I wanted this PC. So I broke the PCV valve on my truck, mm-hmm. and so buying a new one was $4.60, and it was right. an add-on item. Mm-hmm. And before, yes, you just spend $25 because you don't want to spend $40 in shipping fees. Right. You want to get something um, for it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now, even though I'm a Prime holder, still couldn't just get it. It was Prime, but it was a Prime add-on item. So you weren't buying anything else? You just wanted that individual thing? I just needed that part. Eh. Well, so I ended up just buying worthless tools. That's like, fine. I, I mean, what am I going to use my crow's feet for? I mean, so, like, Amazon has no no uh, no way to defeat that. Like, it, either it is Prime, but you have to buy a bunch of stuff to get the shipping down for them so they can make some well, margin. before, it was just, if you're Prime, you're good. Yeah, and Now but, you're but, Prime but, and add-on. But I think they say the add-on is an extension of what previously wasn't primable. So now that you can 
get those extended things, there are more Prime products. That's what they say. I don't have proof, but it seems reasonable that they're making smaller margin products more available if you just buy more stuff. I think yeah. that's fine. And $25 is trivial. You can spend that. Well, the part's $4. Right, so $4, so then you need to spend $21. That's it. Can you handle yes, it? Well, no. No? It's, see, as you know, when I'm in the store and I'm trying to get to, like, oh, I have $35 in in-store rebate, I can't, I'm not, I'm, all right, now I'm at $10, and all of a sudden it just, it goes up to 50 But that's because you can't count. No, well, Amazon because ha- I can't find anything in the price range. Well, Amazon will help you. Yes, but I'm against the spending money. I will quote you on this later. Please do, if we go to Fleet Farm this week to talk to T-Mobile, which we have to. See, because I could go to Fleet Farm and only spend $12. Yeah, but if you go to T-Mobile, you'll spend 71 It's just because it's theft by swindle. Yes. So, speaking of swindles, let's talk about TrueCrypt, which oh, is apparently no. gone. Gone? That was encrypted, right? I hope. Well, earlier this week, TrueCrypt SourceForge said that TrueCrypt was insecure and no longer being maintained as of May, and that it would be very wise for you to invest in Windows BitLocker for encryption needs instead. I originally, upon reading the story, thought somebody just hacked their SourceForge page, A, because who uses SourceForge, and B, because, well, that sounded kind of absurd to recommend Windows something or another. Well, you know, apparently it's just gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... I'm still sure it's pretty secure. Has to be. I've locked myself out of files all the time. It's so it's still really strange because nobody can get in contact with the two developers that were working on this. Um, the um, I I just don't know. Like uh, apparently the TrueCrypt version 7.2 was certified with the official TrueCrypt private key, so that means it's valid. So if somebody did compromise TrueCrypt, they also have the keys to sign again. But if the page is fake, but the TrueCrypt binaries are still valid. That means somebody just faked the site, and the binaries are still there, and the devs are just being held hostage in Russia. Who knows? You know, probably somewhere closer inside the United States. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I um, hear you can see Russia in Alaska, so maybe that's closer. You know... That's what I hear. I yeah. have no proof. Again, I don't know. I, I feel like this is a terrible thing, and I'm not a big fan. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves TrueCrypt. I mean, well, I mean, it was free and so easy to make volumes. Exactly. And and you could teach normal people almost how to use it. And I once had a campaign where I taught uh, um, junior high school kids how to do it. Like I said, almost. Well, quite a few of them got it. That's good. I, I feel like if I tried to teach it for my um, older folks at the SPPS education, but, they couldn't figure it out because file systems? What's that? So if you know how to, what a thumb drive looks like, because like, you know how... And so, instead of plugging it in, you just make a virtual mm-hmm. mount. And so people understand, like, you plug in a thumb drive, it mounts to your, you know. Nobody understands what mounts mean. It, it pops up in your My Computer. Thank you for using the correct terminology. Yes. I don't know. Uh, so, you know the FCC, right? Yes, I've uh, heard of them. The people we love and always have, we, we run tests for them for customer the feedback. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but they're, you know, how they're, everyone's angry at them for how they're, Changing stuff for the net neutrality thing. Oh, and you not know, just every day. Yeah, yeah, you know, just oh, failing. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're doing something, you know, that makes sense. They're changing the definition of what broadband actually means. instead of Unheard being Unheard of. Well, it's best to update every 20 years. Or so. Or so. Yeah. So it used to mean 4 megabits per second. But now they're considering to make it 25. Wow. So, I mean, I would love 25. I mean, so what? What? what is that? Like, I don't know, six times better? 
Yeah. So every 20 years, you just multiply it by six? Is that, is that good enough? Yeah. Good enough for me. I don't know. I would have preferred them to make broadband, the, spa- the, the baseline broadband speed, the highest tier wireless speed. But do you know that a lot of the United States still can't get that? Four megabits. I mean, there's a lot of the United States that don't need to get it because there's no one there. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a requirement that everyone needs it. It's your fault if you live in the middle of nowhere. That kind of attitude is why the post office is still, you know, that kind of That kind of attitude is the same argument AT&T used and then was saddened to have used previously to argue for the phone lines. Like, everybody had to have the phone, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it was a national thing. Yeah. Well, now they're trying to get rid of their phone lines so they cannot have all those phone lines running out into the middle of nowhere. And for some portion of some things, I kind of agree. Yeah. Like, if you're not living in a somewhat metro area, you might not get the best of anything. But that's how it is now. I know, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm what I'm saying is, if you live out in, like, uh, 100 miles out of town, you're probably not going to get a whole lot, and I really don't care. I mean, but getting broadband used to be seeable. Like, you might be able to get... Because ADSL can do 4 megabits, and that's easy to... Yeah, that's that's probably fine. I mean, but... Unless you're the, 100 miles away DSL from the DSL can't do the um 25. My DSL can. You have VDSL 2 or something, right? Yeah, it's fake. No, it's real. It's CenturyLink only. Bye now. Yeah. Yeah, just like that. I I, I don't know. I think that's a good start. But I feel like there should have been a more stringent like standard. Like the baseline broadband should be the highest tier wireless communications speed we have. So 11 gigabits per second. Yes. So... We're talking about megabits here. No, no, no. So, like, no, I mean, uh, like, uh, for phone networking. So, like, I think that caps out at oh, 100. Okay, uh, LTAA, in theory, caps out at 100. So, in, in practice, that's maybe 45, 70, somewhere in that range, depending on conditions. So, you know, a good 50 would have made me happy. So now we're, now we're just, you, then. now we're just setting the, uh, FCC broadband to, uh, maybe HSPA plus conditions. Better. Better, but it's not better. great. So what is that? Like 3G then? The 4 gigs now? Okay, that's fine, I guess. It's, it's, it's uh, completely acceptable. That is that. That is fair. Plus, what's to stop them from raising it in two years? Themselves? Yes. Yes. So, Motorola, you know, it's still a Google company. Oh, yes! You know, it, it's, it, it hasn't gone through yet, you know? Who knows what <laughs> Lenovo is? Yeah, I mean, where, where is even Singapore? I uh, hear it's attached to China. I didn't know that. Well, you know, it turns out. Uh, did you know that the Moto X and Moto G did not sell as well as it needed to? That's that's too bad. Did, do you know why? Well, it turns out the Moto Maker factory, you know, where the mm-hmm. Moto Makers were making the Motos. Yes, the Motos. Many Motos. Well, it turns out that factory is being shut down, and future Motorola phones will be made elsewhere. You know... All they were doing was snapping on the faceplates. Now, if you recall, and the buttons and if you recall the Moto Maker factory being in the United States was supposed to be a big deal. But it wasn't because the phone was still made. The parts were made from el- the parts were made elsewhere, but it was truly assembled here. I can take faceplates off of things. No, 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 but you don't understand. Assembled here, it was put into place here. Uh, it doesn't count. They think so. Look, however. <sighs> The marketplace doesn't think so because clearly they lost too much money and now the factory is going to shut down. Yeah. It's still absurdly, for some absurd reason, cheaper for someone in China to snap on a faceplate than it is here. You know, yeah. I, 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 I don't know, actually. And plus, I mean, 
what will it add? Like, it already took like four days for it to happen. Yeah, I think it took. Now it's just going to take seven. Right. Yeah. Because they'll probably still air fly it over. You know. Will they? Well, they won't boat ship it. Have batteries. Oh, okay, fine. Oh, have the Americans put the batteries in? Oh, great. That's probably fine. Yeah. You don't even need a factory for that. You just need a little room. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, that's. But does it? Doesn't matter. No. I mean, Motorola is going to be gone any day. Now. Well, well, so it'll be Lenovo's problem then. And it, you know, in theory, if they have to do it elsewhere, they'll probably do it at a Lenovo factory somewhere. You know, and and if they're Chinese as they here they are, they probably have the factories to do these things yeah. more efficiently than little Motorola now. Yeah. But do you know what's better than a Motorola? Um, probably nothing. A Mozilla. Wow, that was a pretty good one. Yes. Well, one Mozilla has decided that its next Firefox phone. The Flame, not the Flame of Foxes, just The Flame. The Flame. It's better than a Kindle. But, um, so it's going to be a mid-tier phone instead of like the cheap ZTE opens and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, cause you'd consider the Nexus 4 and 5 to be mid-tiers of their time. Well, so like the Nexus 5 and the Nexus 4 were both high-end phones, just cheaply priced. Cheaply priced high-end phones? Yes. So what do you think this mid, what does this mean if it's going to be a mid-tier? So mid-tier is something along the lines of like Moto G, Moto E. You know, it's mid-tier. It's not a phone that you pick up at at Walmart for $34. It's a phone that you do have to pay some money for. Okay. But not $600 like, you know, like a a Samsung S4 or S5. But $170 is not that much. You know, that's that's Moto G pricing, right? So that's great. That's mid-tier to me. Now, so everything sounds great. No, but you um, got to tell us what those everything's are. So Qualcomm, woohoo, one point two gigahertz dual core, dual core. You know, it's a dual core. Spot. We'll, we'll live. Uh, four point five inch screen, which is that's that's that's, that's big. That, that's, I like that's that. Fine. That's, that's the perfect. I'm okay with that. Um, dual SIM. Okay. Um, one thousand eight hundred mhh battery. That's that's okay. Equal to the Nexus Four. I'll live with it. Um, five megapixel auto focusing and auto flashing rear camera and two megapixel front facing camera. That's that's pretty good. And guess how much memory? I have no idea. Eight gigs. Oh, so not not that's not memory then. I know. Okay. That's hacks.mozilla.org's way of calling it memory. It's got eight gigs of storage. So I and I, a micro SD SIM card. Okay, so I did some research, and you'll be pleased to hear that it is the same processor that's actually used in the Moto E. Mm-hmm. So. If you like the Moto E, please enjoy this lovely Firefox OS edition. Yep. And it has all the you know, micro USB and yeah. your N and your Bluetooth 3.0. Good, good. I, um, I, I'll see how it is. I'm sure it'll be terrible. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, 854 by 480 pixels, that's pretty bad. Especially but, on a 4.5, because that density yes. is really low then. You, even you might notice that. I could already tell by seeing that it was a 4.5 and the 1,000 wasn't even in the first range of numbers. Yeah. Well, let's talk about something that is in range. Google is in range. Uh, wait, it's not in range, but it is in range? I don't know. Um, Google has now started blocking self-installing plugins on Windows. Hey, that's a start. That is a start. So uh, the, those plugins, if you might recall, what what do those come from? Do you know? Do you, do you have any examples of those evil, malicious plugins? No. Oh, I've, my search. My search probably. Um, this is terrible. I, I maybe like uh, some weird like um, maybe when you download Java, it might try to install something, and that something will install a plugin. I'm thinking McAfee maybe. Intel security. Yeah, Intel security. So there are various ways for some evil application to install plugins into your Chrome. Chrome 
is going to stop that. We'll no longer allow plugins to be installed through anything but their store. Now, in a way that seems bitter and angry, however, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay with it, too. Now, this does pose a problem. For example, what if, in the future, um, Adblock Plus is kicked out of the store again? Well, what happens? Then you, A, you don't get Adblock Plus, or B, you don't get Chrome. Which do you prefer? Opera? Wait, wait, you don't get Adblock Plus with Opera, either. Because mm, they don't want to develop yeah, yeah. something nobody would use. Yeah. So, so the answer, obviously, is to use Chromium, and then just do whatever you want. You know, because it's open source, you can re- recompile anytime you want. Right? You know, that, yeah. that old Linux argument. You, 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 you don't, you don't like, you don't like GNOME? You can recompile it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, want, want a revolutionary laptop? I've been looking for one, actually. Better than a Chromebook? Uh, I hate those, so, yeah. Well, but you, you like Android. I love Google Android. And stuff. But what if you had a laptop that just had Android instead of Chrome OS? Unless it was, like, free, I don't think I would be into it. Well, what, what if it was only, it was less than $500? Now, that's still, um, Four hundred and thirty-nine dollars more than free. Thirty-nine. <laughs> well, I mean, nothing's it's free. Four hundred and twenty-nine. I, I, I know nothing's uh, free. But let me the, the HP Slate Book. <laughs> well, you see, I, I, I was amazed that they would continue the Slate line. I know because you know that was dead. Yeah, it's a fourteen-inch laptop that will be available on July twentieth, which is coming up. It is. Um, and I do like that. I mean. With ES File Explorer and having Android, it's got to actually be better than Chrome OS. So, maybe. And it doesn't look that bad. So, as I mentioned, maybe. Now, here here's some specs about it. It's running Android 4.3, so you don't even get the latest Android, although it probably doesn't matter for this kind of thing. It's coming with a Tegra 4 processor. Now, the Tegra 4 is slightly more power-hungry than, you know, the equivalent Snapdragon, but that's not a big deal because, well... It's in a whole laptop. You know, it's in a laptop, and presumably the keyboard is, you know, packed jam. I think I did that wrong. Jam-packed? Is that what they say? That is how I say it. Okay, well, see, I don't, I don't get out a lot. Uh, with battery, and that's what you'd assume. 3.7 inch, uh, pounds is kind of heavy, though, for a 14-inch laptop. Uh, you know, compared to, like, a MacBook Air, which is, like, what, 2.9? So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do they have anything about battery life? No? Well, how surprising. You do get one, just one USB 3.0. Mm. Well, also. And if it's running Android, will it even work with a mouse? And, and, and two, and two USB 2s. And a mic headphone jack. And a micro SD card reader. Wait, what does that even mean? Micro SD card reader? Yep. Why? That's yep. dumb. Okay, fine. Um, now I also have another question for you. This laptop you see here before you. Yeah. Do you think is really worth three hundred ninety nine or four twenty nine? Depending. It's four hundred twenty nine. On... Well, the thing is, you can get two Chromebooks for almost that. Yeah. Turns out. And. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't. Know. I don't think it's worth it. Actually. No, I don't think so. Uh, I, I. I don't. I don't know. I would rather get a tablet and then have Android on the tablet and then get a Chromebook and have Chrome on the Chromebook and then have Hera sync everything in my life. And if it wasn't $1,000, I bet you'd rather have a... Um, MacBook Air? Well, oh. unless they can, you know, Surface Pro 3. You know, I don't think so. They're amazing. I haven't tried one in person yet because, you know, nobody has them. Let's go to the Mall of America. Oh, yeah, I guess they might have it. They would have it there. You never know. Like, oh, sorry, we're out of stock here because oh. we didn't even order any. <laughs> you, you're, we're going to have to, like... Ask your mom to drive us, though. Yeah, I do not. Uh, Could you imagine me going to the Mall of America? Not with your truck. I flip out at Harmar. 
<laughs> and it's just got a grocery store and a pet store. Yeah, okay. Man, so that's... I haven't been to that place since I went to that Oracle convention two years ago. And you remember what happened then. Spun out and died. Yes. Because of a chicken leg <laughs> malfunction. Right, because you were driving that death trap. Luxury death trap. Car. Anyway, so hey, uh, look, it's WWDC day, and guess what? Google is trying to steal the limelight. Do you know how Google tried to do this? And failed miserably, I might add. Didn't fail. Yes, they did. No, how did they? They do it? introduced Android 4.4.3, hmm. the latest bug update that you didn't yet get. I it, didn't it, get it. it. No, you, you didn't get it yet. And I, I probably won't. No, you'll get it eventually, maybe in a couple weeks, because they're slowly rolling it out. Uh, did you know what their changelog states? No. Uh, here, I'll read it word for word. Improvements. Bullet point one. Security enhancements. Bullet point two. Various bug fixes. Is that, did they publish this? That is their official blog log. <laughs> That's funny, actually. Yeah, so, uh, maybe there's a hidden one somewhere else, maybe like in, um, in the developer page on Aesop, but that, that's the one that you're uh, press releasing right yeah, well, now. Well, that's not gonna make anyone want to update. Uh, no, I would, uh, say not. But we got some Apple news that isn't WWDC related. Oh, do we now? Well, not much, but Little something. Bit. Okay. So we, we talked about the Beats thing before, but it's, it's now gone through an official at wow. $3 billion. $2.6 billion now, $400 million somehow later and somehow in stock. Yeah, somehow like that. Yeah. And that's, uh... You know, Beats, man. I, Did it make any sense to you yet? No. 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 So today, uh, Tim Cook said they sold, or they have sold in total 500 million iPhones. Hmm. In total. Yeah, that is a lot. That's half a billion. And, um, they've, they said they've sold, uh, in total over 100 million iPod touches. And do you know if iPads come with headphones at all? They don't, they do not come with headphones. Okay. So, so about roughly, 600 million pairs of headphones have been sold by Apple, you know, since the uh, iPhone came out. And that's just with the bundle. I mean, people go to the stores because they break. Right. So They break quickly. That's the bare minimum, 600 million. So now imagine if instead of buying just Apple headphones, imagine you were upselled to maybe not a $250 pair of headphones, but Beats branded, you know, Apple headphones. You know, it could be just $79. It couldn't, doesn't have to be 250 Imagine the money Apple can con people out of with this new trickery. I mean, because all the Beats headphones have always been plastic. They're $14 to make. But imagine each ear is one hollowed out aluminum piece. But I I, I don't even know about that. I mean, I, I would just totally... I, I want little apples on each side that glow. Like, you know how when you... That'd oh, actually be pretty cool. I'd be... I'd, in the middle of the night, you're walking down the street... And, and you'd you just, be mugged instantly. Well, exactly, because you have glowing apples out your ears. I mean, I would go for that. I would actually have to get a pair of these beats just to do that. To get mugged. Well, the experience. who can mug me? No one. Eh, we'll you know see. Why? Well, Because I run fast. It's true. I've seen your map. Well, uh, so in addition to Apple buying beats, uh, Jimmy Iovine... Oh, not not Lovine, because apparently Google fonts make this complicated. Uh, Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dree will just become executives. You know, that's, that's pretty um, weighty. They will be reporting to the guy who oversees music currently, whose name I don't remember. Guy. So so the, so they'll they'll be executives, but they'll still be reporting to one of the senior VPs, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the first day of the job. Oh yeah, you know, like so in the keynote earlier today, they um. Well, obviously it was scripted, but they called Dr. Dre, 
Dre, whatever his name is. Dre. But but there should be a Y then. Nah, you and I get this one right. But it's dumb. Anyway, so uh, they fake called him and said, yeah, hi, uh, we're, we're calling and uh, we're at the keynote, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did, did you see the um, code refresh? Not, not code refresh, code. What was Microsoft's thing this week? Uh, you, you mean the code conference? Code conference, yes. Um, when they called like, oh, hi, I's German. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're going to get to that, so don't oh, worry. Okay, fine. So yeah, that was a, a pretty. Fun... I don't see a. Oh yes. Yeah, you okay. do. You I do. do, you do I do uh, finally see it. You do actually see yeah. it, huh? Oh, um. So I was reading on Hot Hardware this week that there's a new super awesome SSD coming out to the market made by your favorite company you don't buy anything from anymore. I just, I'm too poor. Yes, and that's that's the, been the main thing for why people don't buy crucial products like crucial memory or solid states. You're saying it's that's because too poor? they're almost as expensive as Intel branded SSDs. Hey man, I love expensive things. <laughs> yes, but now they have a new line of SSDs, and they have and just the, the month, previous months before they have set out some high end ones like for super super fast Premiere. Uh, but now they have an affordable solid state with retail value suggested at less than fifty cents a gigabyte. Um, two, new, two, one, two new ones hit the market, one at 256 gigs and one at 512 gigs. And I'm so glad that they're no longer the 128. I mean, 256, I've always felt, should be a good minimum for this day and age. Mm-hmm. Especially with Windows, because, it, what, it takes 80 on install? Yeah. Um, so uh, this week and maybe most of last week, I've been noticing that for about $100 to 120 you would be able to buy a 240 to 250 you know because the weird size slider um so the the prices have clearly come down on these and um the old inventory is trying to be sold out so that these natively priced ones can come in yeah i mean i don't have a single solid state yet you need Um, it it makes a big difference trifecta yeah and but now that you know things have changed in the last because two, two years, it wasn't really a no, feasible was, option. It was just too expensive for yeah. not enough Because I built my computer two and a half years ago now. Right. Uh, but yeah, so for $78 right now, you can buy the MX100 last year brand thing. That's 128 gigabytes. Yeah. So it's still around. But isn't that the Crucial um, 500? So. So. No, it, it's oh, still okay. the MX100. So you could probably buy a Crucial 500 yeah. then for um, the 250. But so it's eighty bucks for the one hundred and twenty gig, mm-hmm. and it's a hundred and ten bucks for the two hundred and fifty. I would just pay the thirty extra and get it yeah. more space. Yeah, I, and chips for ninety nine cents. It make it's such a big difference. You really do need it. Oh, and all these prices are from Newegg. For oh, those of you wonderful. Who want to buy it, you, and you can look inside of the fringe links and totally show form. Okay, we have this link. Let your parser fail to get that. My parser is amazing because I run it. Yeah, turns out. So why don't we talk about something that's strange? Yes, the parser will be able to handle it, no problem. Anyway, so the the strange thing is, earlier this week, um, the code conference kind of snuck up on me. The code conference is if that was a train. If you haven't heard, uh, the code conference is the... The Amtrak station shut down. Yes, I knew that. Boo-hoo. Why is anyone sad about the Amtrak? Well, so... When I started my job, it was still open, and so I used to I delivered to the Amtrak, and then I go there today, and the guy's like, "Oh, you don't, I don't get that junk mail down out of here. We close." And I'm like, "Oh, and wow, you left the doors unlocked." Was it just like that? Well, so the parking lot was empty, and so I parked in the fire lane, walked off, delivered the mail, and like, because it was like CenturyLink ads, like to current resident of 730 Transfer Road, but no, the trains are gone. 
Also, I got sidetracked just by tooting whistle. I see that. So, uh, the Code Conference is kind of a weird thing because it was a rebrand of all things D. Uh, you might recall hearing Tim Cook or maybe Bill Gates or maybe Steve Jobs and Bill Gates or maybe even Steve Ballmer talk at all things D in the past. You know, it's the signature red chair and then two old people talking to another still old person. Still pretty red. Yeah, it's still the same thing. Um, this happened when uh, All Things D disjoined from Wall Street Journal or something. But they took their conference with them, and now it's called the Code Conference. So that's cool. Um, uh, uh, of note, they had three speakers uh, of, in, of import that were really important. Did, did I mention how important they were? So the first one here is uh, our good friend, Sonia Nadella. You, you remember him, right? You know who, who Yeah, he yes, is? yes. I actually do enjoy the guy. Like, listening to his voice, he's like... A little weird, but I like it. So it's it's a good kind of weird. So we're not going to watch all of this because it's a bit long, but we'll watch a little bit of it. To frame this, um, this is the uh, CEO of Microsoft, Sonia Nadella. He took office earlier this year. Uh, I don't think he's really done too much public speaking. Um, so this is really nice that, that he's talking. Yes, it is. You want to show us something. Yeah, so the thing that we want to show you is we put together, I mean, Microsoft Research has been, this is, speaks to patience part of it. Microsoft Research 15 years ago started a machine translation group and has been working on speech recognition, machine translation, and speech synthesis. Now, it's not just about daisy chaining these three technologies and bringing it together. In fact, it's this uh, deep neural net uh, that you build that synthesizes a model to be able to do speech recognition in pretty magical ways. And the one fascinating, fascinating feature, and I'll show you the demo, but the one fascinating feature of this is uh, something called transfer learning. And what happens is, say you teach it English, it learns English. Then you teach it Mandarin, it learns Mandarin, but it becomes better at English. And then you teach it Spanish, it gets good at Spanish, but it gets great at both Mandarin and English. And quite frankly, none of us know exactly why. Uh, it's brain-like in the sense of its capability to learn. It a little is, scary, It's Sacha. magical, I'll put it. I'll put it as magic. It'll be magic until they take over the world and kill us, but go ahead. No. It is yeah. going to make sure you can communicate okay. with anybody without language barriers. In fact, it's okay. the most human Instantly. of things. So let's All have right, Gurdip Singh Paul, who leads our Skype team, to come up and show us the demo. Gurdip? Does this thing have a name, by the way? Do you have a name for it? No. Nope. It's, it's Skype magical. Translate. That's what we'll call it. Yeah, let's call that tonight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, we. What, I guess what I'm going to show you, uh, you already used all the lines I was going to use, uh, is really, uh, let's call it pre-beta of magic. Okay, so we're going to show you uh, how we can take a lot of the machine translation work and integrate into a scenario that really matters to people. Uh, Skype is one of the globally loved products. You know, uh, it's been a great privilege to work on Skype. Wherever I go, uh, people will tell me a personal story about Skype. And it's just really, really heartwarming. Um, Skype, you know, if you look at the history of Skype, it's really been about breaking down barriers, uh, whether it be barriers of cost with uh, international long-distance calling, barriers of experience, where you only see, talk to, the, hear the person, but don't see them. And the language barrier is huge. So what I'm going to show you is a, is a demo where, um, uh, using a pre-beta app, where a German colleague of mine is going to have a Skype conversation with me. Okay? So I'm going to take a call from... Do you speak German? Uh, I don't speak German. Okay. Do you? I, don't, well. I do a little. Okay, Your good. So you can be uh, making sure that we're on track. Oh, if anyone speaks German, listen closely. I'm going see to put on is, the see headset. See if this is real. Hello, Diana. How are you doing? 
Hallo Diane, wie dir es geht? Hallo mein Freund. Hallo mein Freund. Ist es wahr, dass du bald nach London umziehst? Is it true that you were soon moving to London? Yes, I'm currently planning to move there sometime between the middle of June to the uh, beginning of July, if everything goes per track. Ja, ich plane derzeit dort irgendwann zwischen Mitte Juni bis Anfang Juli zu verschieben, wenn alles geht, aber verfolgen. Oh, ich liebe London. Ich habe ein Semester in Oxford studiert. Wow. Oh, I love London. I studied a semester in Oxford. So that's pretty great, isn't it? Y yes. I no. heard a stutter there. Oh, this, the conversation that he chose to pick, because you know it's yes, scripted. Like, yes, I know. Oh, I'm moving to London. Yeah, I agree. So the lady here is smiling awfully funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's a, a neat technology and a pretty cool idea. Yes. You know, real-time translation. It's kind of a shame, actually, however, that they didn't use Cortana's voice. You know... Like, when I heard it the first time, that's immediately what I thought. They, they, it would have been cheaper to continue using Cortana. Now, the problem, of course, is they that... They have a language. Right. So, Cortana's only available in English. Uh, Non-English Cortanas aren't Cortana. They're, yeah. you know, different. So, I, I guess that's okay. The other two speakers that are important here are, well, okay, the other two events were uh, Sergey Brin, uh, where he reveals that he's not a very social person. Which is funny because, hmm, what does, what does Sergey Brin run? Doesn't he run Google? And doesn't Google have this big Google Plus thing going on right now? So that's kind of funny. The other thing that he uh, talked about was the new, well, sort of new Google driving car. They didn't just, like, put, you know, some parts into a car. They actually built a car, like, all of it. Nice. So it's pretty cool. You can uh, watch the video on that. And, of course, you can also watch this wonderful video from Eddie Q and Jimmy Iovine. Uh, Jimmy Iovine is, um, you know, the other guy from the Beats acquisition, not Dr. Mm -hmm. Dre. And Eddie Q is the guy who oversees the music and the iTunes store and, you know, those iTunes radio services. And uh, you can listen to our good friends, Kara Swisher and the other guy, uh, Walt something, talk to them. So, uh, you know, the Code Conference is an interesting thing. The next one will happen in November, I think, sometime this fall, uh, and that will be focused on mobile. So there's two a year. There's there's one about broad things and then one specifically on mobile. Yes. So there you, there you go. Any plugs? Oh, um, yes, we, we do have two actual other stories that didn't, didn't make the notes until I, you know, realized that, hey, you didn't put them in. Oh, I didn't put them in. Well, it, I'd have to blame Ian Buck because, oh. you know, he showed up at a scheduled time and we weren't ready for him and so i had to shut off my computer mm -hmm. okay what what, um, do you, what do you have so for one whole billion dollars less than buying beats steve Ballmer bought the los angeles clippers or la clippers is that la los angeles yes yes it is. well the, the Thank clippers you from there for confirming well, abbreviation it's south not that it might as well be on the equator like i like minnesota i like our time zone I don't believe it anywhere else. Okay. But, uh, no, he has his whole basketball team, though. Now, what do, what do, what do you think he can do with that? Like, do you think he's going to use it to try to promote Microsoft, or do you think he's just going to let it MBA be MBA? Oh, I'm sure he's just going to do the same thing that he's always done. Hmm. I don't think that it's uh, 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 an endeavor that you can really advertise with. Hmm. Really? No, not, not so. Well, he, like, it, it, if he wants their logos to have... Like, Windows signs on it? I don't think so. I just can you don't. imagine all the little shoes instead of the little NBA, like the or the Nike? Swoosh, yeah, I just. just I don't think that's what will happen at all. Well, I guess you can't just 
make um his own stadium. Can't he? Yeah, that's got to be next. Yeah. Well, I mean, it does cost a lot of money to build a stadium, but I mean, I'm sure he could if he wanted to. Yes. Windows Stadium. Mm-hmm. I also fully understand now this week why Netflix should pay extra to have Comcast push their stuff to their content. Oh, right. You should tell me about this. So my good friend Brian Roberts has explained to me. Who is? CEO, CEO of Comcast. Okay. He put it in a way that I most recently can understand. Mm-hmm. So Netflix pays the United States Postal Service to move its DVDs. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, Netflix pays the post office to deliver content. Why can't Netflix pay the internet company to move it? And I think that that makes perfect sense and they should be paying for it. You think so, I mean, huh? Well, I mean, just because, I mean, everyone, you, like, we don't, you, United States Postal Service doesn't charge people to do that, but internet companies charge that. Just because when you have the post office, you only pay once instead of paying twice like you would with his model. I mean, there's nothing wrong with paying twice for the same thing. Mm, I th- except that you're paying twice. For the same identical thing that you've already paid for. Right, so twice. <coughs> so, you see, so there is a problem. So, in other words... Wait a minute, so did we find a problem with this just in this two-second conversation? I feel like you illuminated a problem. <sighs> huh. Keep trying, Roberts. Good luck. <laughs> and that's all we have this week. Where can we find you on the internet? What are you doing next week? Uh, mail. The mail. <laughs> just, yeah, the mail. Well, what kind of mail? All of it. Are you, are you just going to wander about the city now? Because, like, I've seen your tracks. Yes, They're so, pretty impressive. Um, because I have a Android phone and I have Google's um, tracking on high precision, I can see the last what I've done in the last 30 days. And you can see that how I've been to literally Everywhere. millions of houses. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Millions. Well, but not 100,000. But, um, I don't know, um, I only looked it up, like, you know when our canned food drive was? Yep. Like, I, that was one of the few days I was casing, so I had to figure out how many bags. Mm-hmm. I had 470 delivery points on that, because wow. I had, uh, a few apartments. Well, I walk around the city for eight hours mm-hmm. a day. I mean, I can get to a lot of places. And today was fewer delivery points, but they were all businesses. One business today had 153 priority packages coming out of it. Not going to say which business, and that number is wrong. This is for hyping purposes. I can't, can't discuss the mail. No, of course not. But I can make up numbers and rant. I know you can. Uh, of course, next week, um, depending on how you interpret the date and time of this episode, <laughs> I'm just saying, um, we'll be the uh, ATN before E3, and uh, we'll be talking about what we think about uh, E3 and what will happen, which is probably not going to be a whole lot. Uh, unfortunately, the Ian Bucks and Deckers will not be able to join us for the E3 Live, so uh, we'll have to handle that ourselves, I guess. Uh, but they will be back the following week. They'll be back the following week for the last hurrah episode of the 8-Bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they said they'll bring pizza. I think that's what they said this time, and then we're two hours late. Oh, wait a second. I meant four. Anyway, so uh, next week is also my uh, fun time of programming this website. You probably have heard about it. It's uh, the Nexus.tv. So, oh, that's the same spot where you can find the show notes. It's the same spot where you can find the show notes and all the other shows and that we've ever done. Oh, and, and the special that's later tonight with uh, our good friend uh, Brian Mitchell. Are we going before then? Hopefully. Well, I should hope so. I mean, I could probably fall asleep now. I know. And so uh, where can we fi- find you on the internet before you fall asleep? <laughs> See, I believe in my right to be forgotten. And you should be able to write a letter to me. Because even... Like, I mean, I, I want to be forgotten on the internet. I've decided to live completely off the net. So I can still look you up in a phone book and still just mail you something. Well, ideally. 
Yes. Yeah, because you, you know you you look in the phone book to find my address. Well, wouldn't well, you? you find the phone number by address. Right. You can't search by phone number. I can search by phone number. Go, go grab a phone book. I don't have a phone book. No, no. I can use the internet to find you. Like that's, that's okay. For, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Send a letter to eight four nine Tatum Street, St. Paul, Minnesota five five one zero four. You know, if that actually works, I'd be so impressed. Honestly, if you just wrote to Industrial Station 55104, Fat Man Matt, I would get it. Would like, you? I would, can I try I'm this? Manager, yeah, actually. It would only cost you 49 cents to try it. I can probably take that hit. I mean, yeah. I like mean, my, you would. You could just probably write Industrial Station. My domain name costs more than that per month. Well, yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, and of course, you can find me just about everywhere, but especially on the Twitter. And of course, Ryan Amar, uh, did you know that uh, I tweeted a lot today? No, I didn't. I, no, don't, I don't do Twitter. I, I don't know why you don't do Twitter, but uh, when you get back to the iPad, you'll find there's like 800 new tweets. I probably tweeted about 100 times today. I will find that tonight before um, I fall asleep. Did you know that I don't like using Google Plus for uh, this kind of breaking news kind of thing? It just isn't the platform for it. Like, the oh, posts are too big. The, okay. Like, visually, like, it takes up too much space per thing, and Google Plus is really situated to accept a link and then do its little weird metadata thing to find out the picture and the title and stuff. Twitter doesn't do all that extra stuff, and it's a platform for quick thoughts and wind. That is true. Yes. It is true. So, uh, it's been a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good one. And so, I don't get the iTunes. I don't get the iTunes. I know how to find them links. I can find the links. Gosh, the new CMS is going to be so great. I'll never have to type all this garbage again.